Hey there everyone, Jacqueline Jacks from AVA Live Radio. I've got a great behind the music episode for you. Kingzilla's here talking a little bit about Luna 5 and this project out there in Las Vegas, Nevada. Hey Kingzilla, how you doing? Man, I'm doing all right, Jax. I'm um, I'm uh, hanging out while uh, it's 106 degrees outside. So wow. yeah, I'm in a cool spot talking to you, so I'm cool. I remember those days. You know, I was in Vegas. I went to middle school there, and I went back again for my first year in college. So I have been in and out of Vegas quite a lot, <laughs> but I can tell you, I don't miss that heat, although it's dry. So like if you're in Florida versus Vegas, I almost like the dry heat better than the wet heat, I have to say. Yeah, yeah, I I, I could definitely see that um, for me coming from Toledo, Ohio, <laughs> where, you know, 86 degrees with, you know, uh, 80 to 90 percent humidity feels awful. Oh, yeah, totally, totally. Humidity will take the life right out of you, (laughs) no matter what. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're made of water, a lot of water, right? Yeah. You know, humidity will actually dehydrate you just as fast as being in the dry heat oven roasting thing we've got going on here in Vegas. So you got to be careful, yeah. You know, you are one of the most creative artists that we have been launching music for. And this past couple of months, I think that every time I launch something, people have become like they, they're, Kingzilla is a brand. It definitely is. Cause when they see the name Kingzilla, they kind of have come now to expect a certain thing from you. And I really love that that's happening. Tell us what you meant for people to know about Kingzilla because people that are going to be listening right now are probably just getting on board with you and I think that when they hear the music and we're going to play for you guys his his latest which is Luna 5 but you'll know what I'm saying once you start walking into the Kingzilla world of the music and start listening to it tell us what you meant for us to know well um I'm gonna give you a a funny, insightful story on how Kingzilla came about. Okay. okay. All right. I'm a big Godzilla fan. Huge. Right? I love and it. And one of my all-time, uh, well, my best friend, okay, is Trey Daniels from the successful group P.O.D. He's the bass player for that group. Mm-hmm. And um, we were all, with, you know, hanging out with our families, and uh, one of one of the people in my family <laughs> decided to tell a story of how I took them uh, to go see Godzilla in 2014, the movie, mm-hmm. uh, on their birthday, and how they felt so violated to have to sit and watch that movie on their birthday. So <laughs> while we were at this restaurant, while we were at this restaurant, you know, Trey's looking at me and he's going, "Dude." That's so wrong. And I'm like, oh, come on, man. Give me a break. She ended up liking it. Yeah. <laughs> and he started singing the Godzilla soundtrack. He started going, man, Kingzilla. Da, 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 da. He gave me the name. Oh, my gosh. And he kept doing it. He kept going, da, 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 da. Kingzilla strikes again, you know, and everybody's like laughing and everything. But what happened from that was, is I went home from that you know, lunch, dinner thing we had. 
Yeah. And my mind started twirling because I had, you know, this music and stuff. And I was like, wow, Kingzilla, Kingzilla, you know. So I looked up online. There were other people that were called the name. But I actually um, came up with a storyline. And I went back to Trey and I said, Trey, if we make this a character and you come up with a character for yourself, we could turn this into something that's animated and it will become bigger than just seeing us in a life form, but in this big form, movies, uh, cartoons, different things. Right. He said, you know, Kevin, you're onto something with that. So he came up with the name for himself, Monster X. (laughs) Kingzilla and Monster X are part of the Galactic Cannibals. We never got to the point where we put Galactic Cannibals out. Right. So I kind of got tired of waiting because POD went on the road. They had to do what they had to do. And and that's cool because those are my homies. Uh, God bless those guys. They're really cool. (laughs) But um, I had to uh, do something finally for myself. So I started producing this music and Trey was like, man, that's cool. You get your solo thing out there. Well, I put some stuff out and I had no idea jacks how to go about promoting this stuff and mm. in the meantime trey co-produced a lot of tracks with me uh which is a record that's coming out next month gorilla funk and ice cream don't mix the first single off of that will be land of the sucker puss he's all over that <laughs> he's playing instruments on the record with me he's singing on the record with me he co-produced the whole record so everybody please be ready and check that out next month but um, it finally, three years later, <laughs> I finally, during this p- pandemic, um, said, wow, man, I need to go to Ava Live Radio and see if they can help me with this music coming alive, this character, this storyline that I had with King Zilla. Um, that's why he's called a, um, uh, an interdimensional biofunk entity because there is a whole storyline behind this concept. So when you listen to Luna 5, that is actually part of the storyline. So certain songs is breaking off into the storyline of a script I wrote that is actually meant to be a movie. Nice, so, yeah. My friend Blake, who's the rapper that you hear, he's the featured rapper on all of this stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. Blake is a great dude, uh, done a lot of things in the industry, just, just a beautiful cat. He comes in, and I had to write his character into the storyline. So when you're listening to him in Luna 5, he's part of a character in that Kingzilla Galactic Cannibal Universe. Got it, so, yeah. Um, I know this sounds really crazy and sci-fi, but this is how all of this came together. And when I make this music, I'm making it with the envision of how this all is part of this story. So that's how, you know, that's what I would like people to understand is that um, this is why we use the cartoons for the album covers, you know, mm-hmm. Um which Ryan Graham does a great job doing the artwork for us. And you guys are doing a phenomenal job. You really are. Typically when an idea pops out, you know, early on in, in an artist's career, it takes, it takes years before this, a concept like this kind of, 
comes to the forefront and you're able to capture it all. And that's why I asked yes. you the question because it seems like you guys really got on board with the vision really early here. And I love that because that's why you're seeing such great results. You know, it's all about expressing that vision. Those cartoons really help. And all of the, you know, all of the images and the things, even the Kingzilla name, it's all just such a great brand. I love it. I really do. I'm, I'm dying for like, you know, just a huge website with merchandise and all kinds of crazy stuff, you know, to come out and just explode. I think that it'll all come out and roll out in due time right first you got to get people to listen yes, you got to get yes. people to know it this is the explorer phase the phase where people just get to first hear you and understand what's going on and then after that you know then you get into those levels of super fandom you know yes yeah i agree with i mean you know i we definitely want to get into and reaching further but I knew coming into 2020, because I had put Galactic Funk 3030 out in 2019, mm -hmm. right? Because Blake, you know, he was like, you know, sitting on this, man. We've got albums worth of material. What's going on? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> and, I'm, you know, and I'm looking at him like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not a, I'm not a, a U.S. bank depository. It's you know? <laughs> <And> so <laughs> So... You know, he kept saying, well, man, you know, this music is too good to just sit on, Kevin. You're coming, you you got to do something. And Jax, that's where my meeting with you in the past, not ever speaking to you or this close to working with you, came into play. I was the drummer for Acid and Pearls, and Acid and Pearls was oh, a group that yeah. launched right. with you. I was the drummer in that band. Uh, Joe James was on guitar and Scotty Griffin on bass. Yeah. And I remembered how it was very successful, how you helped that band and the music get out there. So I actually remembered the name. I remembered you. I was like, man, let me reach out to, you know, I don't know if you remember the first direct message I sent to you. I said, hey, my name is, you know, blah, 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 drummer from Acid and Pearls. Hey, you know, can you help me? Yeah, <laughs> I do, actually. I remember that because, you know, that was a that was a band that really stood out at the time, too. And I, actually, I have really good memories of that band. I, I wish that I wish that we were able to to work, you know, for years on them because it. God, so much talent. I mean, you guys really had something so special in that whole thing, you know? Yeah, it was it was different. And but you know, it gave me the courage along with my friend Trey. Yeah. Trey kept telling me, Kevin, man, you don't understand what you have in your little room that you've made a studio. And I would like to say this and encourage all the listeners out there. Don't second guess yourself with the amount of equipment you have. Don't start believing that you can't write a song that will touch someone because you don't have $250,000 worth of gear so to true. make it sound a certain way or be a certain way. What you have inside of you is the gift to write that song. And yeah. a good song is going to uh, shine whether you record it on 
$500 worth of equipment or $250,000 worth of equipment, but a bad song can be recorded on a half a million dollars worth of equipment, and it's still a bad song. Absolutely. So, Trey taught me this. He, he, he worked with me with this. He encouraged me. And I produced and recorded and engineered that whole Acid and Pearls record in my room, the same room that you're hearing this Kingzilla stuff come out of. That's awesome. Yeah. So that encouraged me. It gave me the strength to go, look, man, I could do these things for myself. Now, sometimes, uh, a lot of times I do outsource my material uh, to B-Boy Wicked, great cat. He's a great engineer, um, mixer, and mastering guy. And I've also went through like Mercury mastering for mastering on, on certain stuff. Because sometimes you do get to a place where the music deserves more than what I'm capable at this time in mixing it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so fidelity wise, I'll take it to someone else to, you know, mix it and then I'll go, hey, yeah, that's cool. No, less of this, whatever. And then we get the final package. Yeah, the process. We go. Yeah. Well, you're doing a great job. And it's so true what you say. It's all talent, you know. I, I, th- I truly think the music industry today, there is, a lot of, there is a lot of music being produced, but not a lot of quality music being produced. And I te- we listen to so much music, right? A lot of it I, I consider B and C kind of singles but then you get those gems that are just a side you know songs they're just really good and you know that if the artist puts in a fight behind them and and really gets behind them and gets them in enough ears and has what it takes to follow up on it that eventually that first song and the songs after that are going to take off i mean you have to look at the timelines and history of songs and artists that are coming about now and see how long they've actually been at it before the song took off. A lot of people misunderstand that they're hearing a song that might have come out maybe like five years ago in in its first release, you know, maybe even seven years ago in its first release. And you're just hearing it now. And this is the first time you're getting to know the artist through that song. But if they would have never believed in that song and shelved it, you know, after the first couple of months or the first release and never gone on from that, never produced additional material to build the catalog, you know, so that they keep keep getting it out there. If they wouldn't have done that, you would have never known them. Yeah, that's 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 very factual on what you're saying. You know, mm-hmm. by time a lot of people see the artwork, the pictures, mm-hmm. the you know, it's went through the, the development, mixing, and mastering stage, and now you're hearing this. Man, people just, average people do not understand the work and how long it took to get from A to Z on it. Yeah, that's and, not their job, right? Their job is to, like, yeah. get entertained. <laughs> that's what they're doing there. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. so... Their job isn't to think about the work. Their just job is to listen and, and enjoy it or pass. And it's like, but I, I do notice that the average person like will see something great, amazing and have a great experience with it and maybe not necessarily get on board that first time, even though they end up being a super fan later. And that's something 
that is part of our world today where it never used to be. You know, people take for granted that that is always going to be accessible to them. And they think sometimes that just by following a social page, they're going to see you again or, you know, in, and we as as promoters, we have to really understand the, the concept of the landscape that we're in, because it's you have to have all the parts, but you have to have it consistent and you have to put in the time because you might only show yourself to one person maybe once a month. And what are they going to do with yep. that? You have to become part of their world. And in order to do it, it's going to take repetition and lots of content and, you know, and everything's got to be on point. That's why I think that Kingzilla really has legs because you have everything it takes already. You're not just putting out one song with one piece of art. You've got like a follow through of so much and everything is good, you know? I appreciate that. Uh, and I also very much so appreciate you saying what you just said about content. I live in Las Vegas where right. this city is about emulating yep. culture. It's about emulations, 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 and not really making something where you become the culture. Right. So uh, here in Las Vegas, a lot of musicians, you know, they're like, hey, Kevin, man, um, I got this gig for you, and and over the last year, I have been like, hey man, I've retired from that. I don't play gigs anymore. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? What do you mean you don't play gigs? Well, I've gotten to a point in my career where I don't want to follow someone else's blueprint anymore. Right. I don't want to sit up on stage and play Brick House for the 10 millionth time. I'm <laughs> sick of that. Yeah. I don't want to play, play that funky music anymore. That's I, where done. your that's where so, your band ended up. I think I remember I remember at one point we were talking about it, and that was one of the drawbacks was that you guys were an amazing cover band, you know, and it was just like it was yeah, very difficult yeah. in the landscape. And in, in people think that in Vegas you have so much opportunity, but you really have opportunity to become famously known as a cover band. <laughs> that's right. That's right, and you could make a really really good living yeah totally for me i've had to make the separation of saying kevin this is what you want to do and if this is what you want to do i have to make that separation now and i did i have turned down so much money and opportunities to go and play with people i had an offer just this earlier this year to become the drummer for purple rain which is a very successful Prince Tribute Act. Yeah. They asked me three times to join up with them, and I straight up every time was like, nah, man, I'm good. Yeah, I know, right? I get where I get, totally get what you're saying, you know. And as an artist, you can only do so much in a day. I was having this yes. conversation just before we got on here of like direction and um, promotion and, and limitations. And, and I was really, the whole conversation was centered about like, okay, what should we be doing versus what can we do? Because there's only so many hours and there's only so much capacity of one person can do, you know, like over time, you might be able to put out a lot more or do a lot more for a week (laughs) or a month maybe, but then that's not sustainable. You know, it's just not possible. So you have to kind of weigh it all up together and make good decisions. 
I definitely agree. I would not have the content mm-hmm. that I have now. No. I was still working as a drummer, professional yeah. drummer in these copy bands because exactly. it's a lot of work. You have new songs. Sometimes yep. the music director will tell the leader in the band, I need you guys to learn 40 new songs by the end of this week. Well, when you got to learn 40 new songs, there goes writing, there goes Of course, producing. and sleep. <laughs> Insanity. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're, you're stuck 100% learning someone else's work to make a check. And I, just, I didn't want to be in that situation anymore. I wanted to develop a lot of content and the content, I wanted it to be good. I wanted it to be conceptual. So, you know, that's like next month with the next, you know, record that's coming out. I'm already 60% into another record to release at the end of the year. I told myself that I wanted to at least put out three records a year. That's content. That's engaging whoever is becoming a fan of the music. Um, as well as I'm involved in other projects this year alone, Jacqueline, where I'm looking at five albums being released in this year. That's tremendous. Tremendous. Is that all because of COVID? I mean, is that because you've had extra time to focus? Yes. That's amazing. Absolutely. When, When the pandemic hit our city, like it hit so many cities across the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were many people who called me and, you know, the blues was being crying like, oh my God, what, what's going on in the world type of thing. And I took a, a stance of, I backed away for, for a moment, took a deep breath and said, I'm going to find what's beautiful out of this situation. And what was beautiful was I'm sitting here in a house that I've been blessed to have. With mm-hmm. a studio in there, everything at my disposal to be creative. So I said, Kevin, get your butt up every morning, like if you were going to work. Mm-hmm. This is true. This is what I did. I got up at four or five a.m. every day, and I put in eight to ten hours work every day. I well done. Oh my gosh, that why is take, great. Why take a day off? I have so much, you know what, that's a game changer right there. That's a game changer. It really is. It's so true. It's so true. This is why you have to be passionate about what you do. You know, people ask me why I spend so much time at work. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, it's for me, I have to, I have to do art in order to take a break from work. Otherwise I keep thinking about work (laughs) because it's, because work is like a passion, you know, and that's what happens. Yeah. And I love I love being in this room. I, I feel as I feel I'm blessed and honored to be able to be in this position. Yeah. Uh, I was able to buy myself a new computer so that I could use more plugins. That's awesome. Uh, to have processing power because you know on my older Mac I was getting to the point where you know I'm having 45, 50 tracks of audio on my computer is going. You know. We're kind of old at this point. I'm getting tired. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. You're just like, come on, come on, you can do it. (laughs) I'll change the playback engine, I promise. (laughs) Yeah, you know, you know how 
when you get that spinning wheel of death on your computer. Oh yeah, back. you know you're you know you better be backed up. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I you mean, know. Man, oh my god. It's chill, you know. It's the worst. Yeah. So I'm very happy. I was able to get a new Mac, uh, way more processing power, which is allowing me to, uh, uh, you know, go into some deeper experimental sounds and different things. I love sound. I've been heavily influenced by so many great bands and artists from Jimi Hendrix to the Boom Boom Satellites to Prince to, you know, Korn. I mean, I, there's so much music. Um, that has had an impact on me. And I think that's why you hear my music sound like it does because you never know what side it may actually come from, but the main core blueprint of it is funk. So that's why I gave it a new name, Dub Funk, because I've got these electronic elements and the stuff that I've heard that's had an influence on me over the years. So it's not straight up just funk, so we've got this dub thing going on that brings in all of these other modern textures into the folk. And um, and that's cool. Yeah. So you I'm, know what I, I love, too, is you do let your influences impact you, but you don't let them take over your creativity. That's a really hard balance for most producers and music creators to find. Um, some of them never find it. You know, some of them try so many different things that nobody really knows what they are and they don't even really know what they are. So they just say, well, I don't want to be put in a box <laughs> because they yeah, know they don't you know, know what I they are. <laughs> yeah, I get that. That's one of the things that my, my friend Trey um, was very passionate on uh, coming on me about. He was like, look, Kevin, retro was cool. Retro's cool, but... Where's the modern twist in it? Mm -hmm. He goes, you can't be 100% retro. Like, Gorilla Funk and Ice Cream Don't Mix is really close to almost 100% retro. I really wanted to make um, a record that was very close to giving, like, a shout-out to my heroes that I listened to as a kid, which was Parliament Funkadelic, Cameo, all of this weird, funky music. And um, so he helped... Uh, produced that he was like oh, okay Kevin man but we got to keep something that says this is fresh and alive for now and um, he really kept me on track with that that's because, awesome you know like yeah. you said it's easy to go 100% just all of a sudden now you're just emulating that's fabulous though it, you know and it, I think it's really important that you have somebody that gets your vision and also keeps keeps you in check too because there's going to be moments where you know everybody you're going to go off in in tangents you you just are that's part of creativity it's really really difficult not to let that happen and still stay creative right but it's great that you yeah, have somebody reminding you yeah my friend blake uh, as well as the the rapper on this stuff he there was stuff that I, I came at him with and hey man he was just straight up honest he was like yeah man I ain't feeling that ah, <laughs> fantastic I love and it good I deal yeah man see but but see it's doing this this is doing that and he's like nah man no nah, it's not I, doing I it with that. yeah. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> 
Right on. That's so. terrific. Yeah, you need it. You do. Every every creator needs it. Otherwise, you could you can create yourself into a circle. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, unfortunately, that's that's the way it works. And you know, um, I also again I listen to so much different stuff. I, I've I've actually become like uh, obsessed with listening to uh, some of the artists on you know that's on the radio station here that you have. And I'm like, man, that's a really good song. Wow, yeah. that's a good song. <laughs> I know they're good, I aren't like they? That Maybelline. Um, oh, I know Caramel. She's awesome. She really is. Yeah, she's awesome. I, I like her. Uh, I'm having a brain fart right now. There's like five or six other artists that I'm listening to regularly. Um, there's a there's a bunch like right now. Um, you know, you know who's doing really good is Vanity Wise. He's doing really well with his single, and he's got an unusual sound too that you probably like. S. Perian, he's got whiskey. Witness, he's really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's, um, gosh, there's this artist. Uh, oh, he did the Halos song. They, oh, Ryan, yeah, Ryan. Yeah, he's actually very, no, you're absolutely right. He's got brilliance in his music for, in the, in the genre yes. that he has. He just, uh, he really does. He's got some really good talent there. It's amazing. Creates it all himself too, you know? Man, I'm, I'm just trying to squeeze in before the interviews on all the artists that's on AD Radio that I, I've listened to. I'm, trying, uh, I'm seeing their, 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 their pictures of their artwork, and, and I'm not remembering their names. I'm really bad with names, so no I'm worries, sorry to No all the worries, no worries. No. It's, you, you know, know what? You guys are awesome. It's so yeah. hard to choose these days. Kingzilla, listen, it is so hard to choose. There's everybody is so super talented. It's like really just one after another. And I get that constantly when we uh, do these shows. I get the majority of people that write in are like, you know, I no longer have favorites. I just can't pick. They're all good. So I'm just adding them all to my playlist. <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah. And to do something that can have a stamp, uh, like a, a time capsule on what you've done, mm -hmm. then to sit around in the midst of what the world has just experienced, and all you have is a doom and gloom mentality. Who wants that? No. Yeah, Who you can't. That? You we can't. Have to change our mindset and say, regardless of what's going on outside, the doors of my premises what am i doing to make a change for myself yeah my music my everything what can i contribute I, it's so true yeah what can i contribute yeah mm -hmm. i love it well you definitely have brought a lot of light to to ava live radio with your music and we get so many letters in i'm getting ready to do a push um to a bunch of other curators for the songs that you've got listed with us because I truly think that people are going to be very, very impressed with them, you know, and, and I and I want to get more feedback. I, I just want to hear from more industry people because already we've been focusing on fans and, and they love it. You know, they just really love it. They look forward to the next one and then the next one. And that that's a great thing. You know, that's really, really good news. Yeah. And I, I really appreciate uh, uh, you, your your staff, and I really appreciate the listeners because for three years I was 
like, man, what am I do? How am I going to get someone to listen? You know, it, mm-hmm. it got kind yeah, of discouraging when all you could do is make a text to your family and friends. Yeah, <laughs> hey, it is. Just this out. <laughs> That's literally all there is. I know because it, it's so saturated. You know, there's no social media page yeah. now um, where you literally can rise without putting in serious hours. So, you yeah. know, and like we, we get back to, okay, what are we going to do? Are we going to spend all of our time not creating music or are we going to try and do something else? Because you can't do both. You don't have right. the power anymore. It's not like you just put it out there and Facebook's going to carry it for you. They block everything. So it's tricky. Yeah, it mean, is tricky. Yeah. That is, that's just the truth. Yeah. We and even honestly, like go back and forth with I them all the time. That. Uh, well, sure, it's your own music. It's really difficult to promote yourself. It's the hardest thing anybody could ever do. Yeah. And so, again, uh, uh, Jacqueline, I I just remembered it was like a light went off. Hey, reach out to her, you know. That's um, cool. I did. I'm glad. I'm really glad you did. uh, Yeah. Yeah, really glad. I'm glad to be a part of the the family of amazing artists who are creating and doing their thing, man. You know, hey, guys, keep doing what you do. Um, well, we're glad to have you here. Yeah. So, so awesome. Uh, it's a blessing. Absolutely. So Absolutely. now introduce your song, Luna 5, for me. I'm going to let you take it. Go ahead. All right. Hey, this is the Kingzilla and this song right here is the Luna 5. Intergalactic warfare has never sounded so funky. So if you can't be cool, be funky, man. And um, get ready to, for a blast into Interstellar vibes. My mind spins around the world from all angles. Making any point my vantage point best angle. System of the download, activated drone. Aerial view reveals a very scary undertone. This just came from the mothership connection. Planet Earth is heading for major destruction. From the pinball, which they got the nation on tilt. And has everybody working on eggshells and sticks. Starship prepared for another danger mission. I'm on the layers, unified, what's the transition? Code red, widespread galactic warfare. A nuclear shower coming from the third tower. Turbulence, from day one, the call the merciless. Never seen from Barracuda 16 Better known as the deadly planet called Zed From the brainchild General Zod himself The merciless bowing to the powers that be I shall annihilate thee Picking up where Lord Zod left off The apocalypse now is in full force With that said, all hands on deck The space cowboy now is in full effect Game on, now I'm all in Vessel on ghost mode, he won't see me coming Starship proceed with caution Scan any type of vibration Alert L5 from the location Short circuit the risk in submission I'm now deep in the mind of the diabolical Phantom zone, three dimensional Moving through the wicked brain vertical Picking up action, switch to horizontal Deadly laser beams firing at me, Luna 5, strong descent, starship, fire now, pow, two gone, three coming at ya, hit him with the triple beam, ghost mode, unseen, blow him into smithereens, switch back, open flare, dive, 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 close call, solo back, copy that, Luna 5, brainiac for brainiac, maniac for 
your third eye weak, I'm sensing defeat. This the game of mind over matter, my mind on the matter, making it anti Bang, perfect hit, starship, you alright? Copy that L5, I caught him right between the eyes. I'm about to release the motherfucker. You mean, yes, Lunafied, black mode, shields down, starship, this point on your solo. No more contact, this is the forbidden zone. Earthlings call this the belly of the beast, where the evil brain exists, controlling the masses. Solo out, mother pearl activated, firing on all cylinders, space danger. Galactic sniper, death to fire, the ring around Saturn, I am the fire starter. I hit another nerve, once again the merciless spiraling, uh, out of control. Luna 5, this is Starship, come in Luna 5. We read you Starship. You have returned from the war of two worlds victorious, thus destroying the evil brain known as the merciless one. Copy that, Luna 5. I may have won the battle, but a war of this magnitude shall rear its ugly head once again, for it is the way of the planets. Two worlds went to war, giving birth to a third world, and this world we call the New World Order. Starship requesting permission to enter the Luna 5. Permission granted. And a job. Well done. Data update. So damn fun, Kim. Mission completed.